This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. Welcome to another edition of Protecting America. There has sadly been a major increase of attacks on our brave law enforcement in this country, including two young NYPD cops killed recently after they were ambushed in Harlem. And these terrible attacks come as many violent repeat offenders get little or no jail time from soft-on-crime district attorneys who are in many major cities across America. And joining us now to talk about all of this is John Hatami. He is a deputy Los Angeles district attorney. John, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you so much for having me, Rita. You know, such a sad day um, just a few hours ago laid to rest uh, an NYPD hero, Jason Rivera, who lost his life uh, in the line of duty. Also, his partner, too, as well, Wilbert Mora. And the funeral just took place for the first officer. Um, what are your thoughts about this war on cops? It gets me so upset and just so worried. First, my, my prayers go out to uh, Jason's family. Uh, and his partners, and Wilbert's family, and their partners. Um, officers, you know, every day leave their family and go out and protect all of us. My wife is a police officer. She's a detective in the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. She's also a mom. She's the mother of my children. And, you know, every day she's working today, uh, two shifts, one as a detective and another on overtime. Uh, officers go out every day and and they put their life on the line um, for all of us. They're not perfect, like like all of us. We're not perfect, but they are moms. They are dads. They're sisters. They're brothers. My grandfather. I was born in New York. I was born in Manhattan. My grandfather was an officer in the New York Police Department, and so um, uh, it's so sad. What happened to Jason and Wilbert? These were young officers who loved um, being uh, police officers in New York, giving back to their community. And so I'm. Um, it, it's just it's 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 a really really um, sad day uh, for them. I, and I hope people and and everybody who listens to your podcast uh, understands that police officers do their best. They are part of our community. And they do raise their family and, and their children in the same community they police. And when you lose a police officer in the line of duty, not only does it affect the officers and their family, it affects the entire community that they police. Absolutely. You know, it's shocking. Some of this anti-police rhetoric, too. And I want to get your thoughts, John Hatami, on how much that contributes. Um, you know, we had even in New York City. 
um, there was a councilwoman, I couldn't believe this, a city council member from Harlem where the shooting took place. Um, Kristen Richardson Jordan basically came out um, soon before the shooting and said, hey, the biggest gang, you know, in New York is the NYPD. And then after the officers were shot, ambushed by a repeat offender, um, then she puts out a tweet and says, my deepest condolences go to the family of Officer Rivera and Officer Mora and also LaShawn McNeil, who is the killer, this repeat offender. It's like she's putting the killer on the same level as the officers. It's it's shocking. How much do you think this rhetoric from, you know, these individuals that are just, you know, I feel like they're in an alternate universe when I hear this, John Hatami. No, I, I, I think I think you're right on regarding the rhetoric. Here's here's the situation. The overwhelming majority of police officers all over the country are good people. They don't get paid that much and they deal with a lot. And remember, everywhere they go, usually um, it's the worst situation for everybody involved because they're going out to crimes and things where where something bad happened to somebody. So it's already a difficult situation. And people have to remember, if we don't have police officers, who's going to help children? Who's going to help child abuse victims? Who's going to help domestic violence victims? Who's going to help hate crime victims? Who's going to help the most vulnerable in our society? You know, and this, a lot of this started with the defund the police movement. Um, and, you know, well, what about um, maybe we should defund politicians? Um, you know, there's a lot of different groups and organizations that don't do a good job. And, and I can tell you politicians are one of them. And so, you know, the police overwhelmingly do a very, very good job. Um, they overwhelmingly care about our community. Uh, can they be better? Sure. Can we all be better? Of course we can. But that doesn't mean that we should put police officers down. That doesn't mean that leaders should say bad things about police officers. That doesn't mean leaders should try to compare police officers to criminals who are killing individuals. Um, That's completely unfair uh, and unjust. And when leaders put out that it's okay to abuse and put down police officers, you sometimes get people uh, within uh, uh, the country who think that it's okay to hurt police officers. And it's really, really an unfair situation uh, that we put our police officers in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I agree. It it sort of gives a green light or encourages somebody. And we have to stand together. It's like if you're not supporting the people who are protecting all of us, um, it, it just it's a revolving door and it incites these individuals. And if you look at the guy, even in the case of these two officers who tragically lost their lives recently in New York, um, this guy, LaShawn McNeil, 47 years old, he had a rap sheet, you know, for assault, for, you know, gun charges. I mean, not just in New York, but also in South Carolina. Um, you could tell that this guy was a menace to society. He should not been out. Um, and it also goes to the message 
from DAs. Um, and interestingly, John Hatami, you're working for one of the most soft on crime DAs, I think, in the country still, Gascon. Tell us about what it's like working for probably the softest on crime DA, maybe one of the ones or, or the top of the list in the country, George Gascon. He is the softest on crime DA in the country, and he's pretty much one of the leaders for this group of uh, progressive and rogue prosecutors. Uh, the DA in Manhattan is part of that group. The DA in San Francisco is part of that group. The DA in Wisconsin uh, is part of that group. Um, when you were talking about uh, the individual who murdered uh, Wilbur and Jason, that person should have been in custody. And we have a large group of progressive and rogue prosecutors that have instituted zero bail throughout the United States. And you see what's happening. You have individuals who are killing police officers who should have been in custody. He had a long rap sheet, a long uh, prior criminal record. You have an individual in Wisconsin who killed a large group of of family members and children uh, in, in in the Christmas Day massacre. That person should have been in custody. Uh, and was let go by a progressive and rogue prosecutor, a DHS home. And then you have uh, a young lady here in Los Angeles. Uh, her name's Brianna. She was 24 years old, and she was just working. And she was brutally murdered uh, by an individual who had a long rap sheet, um, a record that, that, that reached from coast to coast. Um, and this person should have been in custody, and they weren't. And so you see these, these policies um, um, regarding these progressive prosecutors have really, really hurt innocent individuals and only only help criminals. And I think everybody needs to understand this. The number one job of government is to protect society, protect its citizens, protect the people here in this country. That is the number one job of government is public safety. And many of these progressive DAs, from Bragg to Gascon, have really, really failed when it comes to their number one job, which is public safety. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree. And everybody, we're talking to John Hatami. He is a deputy Los Angeles district attorney working under George Gascon. Um, What was your thought? Because you've been there in Los Angeles for a while. And explain how the system works there in Los Angeles, because it's different in different parts of the country, John. Um, You guys are there... Uh, you have some civil protections, right, where you stay no matter sort of who's at the helm. Because what happens in other cities, like in New York with Alvin Bragg, who's another soft on crime DA, he sort of cleared out the folks who he didn't think, I think, were there or his philosophy and brought in sort of his buddies or people who he thought would have his philosophy. Your job is sort of secure because people are going, gosh, John and Tommy's really gutsy. He's still working for Gascon right now. So... Many uh, district attorneys uh, I consider politicians, and Gascon's one of them, and Bragg is another one of them. And what I tell people is I don't work for George Gascon. I work for the people. Uh, I, I, my job is to protect the people. Politicians come and go. They come and go, and I will be here. I've been here 16 years. I don't plan on leaving. I'm raising my children here. I live here. I work here, and I care about all the children here in Los Angeles. Uh, I handle child murder cases, and I'm going to continue to fight for children. I am lucky that in Los Angeles we have civil service protection. So George Gascon could punish me. He could not promote me. uh, He could move me. He could not give me cases, but he can't fire me. 
And for me and for my beliefs and for what I believe in and for what I've been doing, there's no way I'm going to not speak out when I have a district attorney who doesn't want to fight for uh, justice for children who are murdered. If you are not willing to prosecute those cases to the fullest extent of the law, yeah, I'm going to speak out about that. And so it's 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 it, for me personally, um, I, I've been I've been fighting for children and I believe it's the right thing to do. And if I see a D.A. who who's not is unwilling to follow the law and is willing to sacrifice public safety for some sort of political ideology, uh, I'm going to speak out about it. Bravo. And it's really heroic, John Hatami, because, again, you are still there in many ways. I'm sure the people of Los Angeles are breathing a sigh of relief that you are there because you imagine if there were many Gascones working uh, or all of them working for him that had a similar mindset, uh, you know, L.A. would have, I think, even more crime and more problems. Um, Have you had any blowback at all from Gascon or others who say, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing talking about Mig? I have. So he's um, gone on TV and called me unfit and delusional. Um, he hasn't given me certain cases. Uh, I've been up for promotion and he passed me over and promoted uh, other DAs who have been in the office less time and have done less trials than me. Um, you know, he, he's so he's sort of done things to give me a hard time. But you know what? I didn't become a child abuse prosecutor for the money. I didn't become a child abuse prosecutor for the accolades. I became a child abuse prosecutor because I believe in what I'm doing. And so he could do all these things to me. And at the end of the day, um, if I could get justice for a child and make sure that a child murderer gets put in prison uh, and gets punished and I can protect society, I'm going to keep doing that. So he's done things like that. Um, You know, it's sad. Some of the things he said about me Um, for somebody, if if your listeners don't know, George Gascon has never tried one single case. That's shocking. It's unbelievable. I have tried numerous felony cases, numerous murder cases, uh, even a death penalty case. And George Gascon has never tried one single case. So it's amazing that he can call me unfit and delusional when I'm in court every day fighting for abused, neglected, and murdered children. And all he's doing is dealing with his political ideology and beliefs and accepting money from George Soros and a large amount of individuals who don't even live in Los Angeles. His top 10 donors don't even live in Los Angeles. Wow. I want to ask you about the role of George Soros, because obviously he's funding a lot of these soft on crime DAs across the country. Um, Alvin Bragg gave about a million bucks to him. Um, We know that he's also played a role with the guy in Philly, as you brought up and elsewhere, um, and also Gascon. How much money do you know that Soros has given to Gascon? And also, who are these other donors who don't even live in L.A. that are giving him? And what's the objective? So George Gascon gave, um, uh, I mean, George Soros gave George Gascon about $3.4 million. Um, He uh, was able to get about $6.5 million from his top 10 donors who live outside of Los Angeles, Um, Netflix, Google, um, uh, a lot of individuals uh, within the tech industry. Um, actors and actresses who don't live here. 
um, did give him money. Uh, but George Soros gave him the most money. Plus, George Soros funds a large amount of, of organizations that support defunding the police uh, all over the United States. Absolutely. No, you know, I want to ask you, John, you talked about the three point four million. Is that in one year or how over what period? So the three point four million was um, given uh, to a PAC uh, and used to support uh, George Gascon becoming the D.A. And there's a big report that was uh, out in the L.A. Times, which showed all of the donors that George Gascon had. Um, His top 10 weren't from Los Angeles showed exactly how much George Soros supplied George Gascon through a political action committee, uh, which was $3.4 million. And it was used during uh, the election period. So uh, George Gascon was able to beat uh, the incumbent, uh, Jackie Lacey. And it was just that one year. Um, and um, it, it really changes the dynamics of these elections. I mean, DA elections um, you, you, if you infuse, you know, one, two or three million dollars into these DA elections, um, you will really change the results. Because um, in politics these days, you need to have money. Yeah, that's um, a lot. And that's a lot of money. Like you just said, that that changes the dynamics tremendously. It, it really it really does. And people don't understand that. And, and, and much of this money comes from individuals who are not affected by the policies of these DAs. I mean, George Soros doesn't live in Los Angeles. He's not affected by these policies. His children are not impacted by these policies. And so he can care less uh, what happens here in Los Angeles. I mean, even when George Gascon did his one year press conference, he stood up on the podium with a large group of progressive and rogue prosecutors from all over the United States, but not one person was from Los Angeles. Not one of his prosecutors was up there. Not one elected official from Los Angeles was up at the podium. And this should tell people that George Gascon can care less about Los Angeles. He can care less about the people here. He mostly cares about his political ideology and how they affect politics nationally. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority Well, And you know what's frightening, John Hatami, as we're hearing it? What is the goal? Is the goal to make uh, America lawless? Is the goal to embolden the criminal? I mean, people go, wait a minute, what is the reason behind a Gascon and an Alvin Bragg and these others? Um, You know, it's almost like it's almost unfathomable that you'd have prosecutors, top prosecutors who are saying, let's go light on crime. Let's go easy on the criminal. So when a district attorney like George Gascon and Bragg decide that the first thing they're going to do, the first announcement they make is they're going to talk to you and tell you about all the crimes that they're not going to prosecute, you know that person doesn't deserve to be a DA. Both George Gascon and Bragg, the first thing they did was announce to to all the citizens that here's a large group of crimes we're not going to prosecute. Well, that tells you that's really not a good DA. 
And you know what they were trying to do? I think they, they want a lawless society. I think they want to abolish prisons. Um, at least George Gascon's management team has said that. They don't believe in prisons. Uh, they don't believe in punishment. They don't believe in accountability. And they want to turn, I believe, the United States upside down. And they don't really care what happens to innocent individuals. As long as they could reimagine, you know, they use that word reimagine. Uh, you know, you hear these key words, and that's one of them, reimagine. You know, violence interrupters, that, that's another one. So they use these key words and phrases, and they want to reimagine the United States uh, to, to a situation where we don't have laws, where there is no punishment, where, where there is no accountability, uh, and innocent individuals uh, are going to suffer. Really frightening. How do we turn it around for folks listening? What can they do to try to turn it around? We've even seen in New York, some people have been protesting outside of Alvin Bragg's office. What can individuals who are listening saying, how can I keep my country safe? Number one, vote them out. Get them out. You, you got to really pay attention who you vote for, for district attorney. It's a really, really important and powerful position. And so you really have to do your homework. And so the first thing I'm going to tell people is vote them out, get them out. The district attorney represents the people. And when the district attorney fails to do that, and when they only represent the criminal, you need to vote them out. Um, that, that, so you need to re- people really need to pay attention uh, to that situation. Uh, as a group, as a community, we need to look out for one another. We need to look out for, for each other. We need to look out for our children. We need to look out for our police officers. We need to look out for one another and make sure that we're, we're helping each other so individuals are not victimized because we have district attorneys that don't seem to even care. And so now we have to step up uh, and care about what's happening uh, in our own community. We need to pay attention to who we vote for. Um, we really do. A district attorney should not be political. A district attorney should not be political. Crime, child abuse, murder, rape, that isn't a Republican crime. That isn't a Democratic crime. Those are crimes that affect all of us. And when you hear district attorneys who act political and make political statements, that, that should really key you into saying that they not, that may not be a good person uh, to vote for district attorney. Um, so I, I really think people need to pay attention to who they vote for. Um, if these individuals get into office, try to vote them out. I know New York doesn't really have a recall process like we do in Los Angeles. Uh, a, a second recall is going to happen to try to get George Gascon out of office. And so I think that's another way to, to deal with these uh, politicians. I think get the media involved. Um, you do a great job, Rita, and, and I'm really proud of you. Uh, and um, the fact that you actually care about victims, about survivors, uh, about individuals who are, who, who, who are in marginalized communities who are being victimized. People don't understand most of the victims here in Los Angeles, especially of the murders, these are people of color. They're in marginalized communities and they have nobody standing up there and fighting for them. And so the media is important. Get the media involved. And so I really appreciate what you do, Rita. Well, listen, we're just reflecting and I feel like it's common sense, too, because so many people in the community, just as you said, never, I don't think, really realized 
um, what these DAs stand for. Sometimes they just check off a box and when they're voting. And I think people, after all the enormous headlines um, that have come, especially of late in the last few months, I think a lot of people, when they go to the voting booth, are going to go, uh-oh, what, what does this person really stand for? Are they an Alvin Bragg? Are they a Gascon? Um, are they like the guy in Philly or in San Francisco? Um, I think that they have gotten severely educated um, and hopefully these guys won't do too much damage in the meantime. And I hope that they all get voted out because it's just horrible. Um, John Hatami, thank you so much for protecting America, for everything you're doing to keep our country safe and for being there on the front lines in a very difficult situation, working under soft on crime DA, you know, Gascon, um, but also looking over his shoulder and most importantly, looking out for victims of crime and making sure that you're protecting the community. It's great to have you here. And we so appreciate everything that you're doing to, to help all of us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita, for having me. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.